Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is November the 7th, and we are here in the Bible reading plan, going through the book of 1 Corinthians. So follow along if you can. Otherwise, let me read this over you, and in the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit, and the power of the Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. But now, I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. If any of you has a dispute with another, do you dare to take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the Lord's people? Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world... Are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, do you ask for a ruling from those whose way of life is scorned in the church? I say this to shame you. It is possible that there is nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers, but instead, one brother takes another to court and this in front of unbelievers. The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, 
You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. There are two really big thoughts in today's reading from Paul. First, you have this thought that people inside the church are acting just like people outside the church. In fact, what he brings to point is that they're doing something in permitting something that not even the pagans outside the church would allow. Paul is pointing out how the world will look at the church, and if the church is allowing evil, it will only turn away from the church. So he is saying, judge those that are inside the church. If they claim to be believers and are doing things that are morally wrong, push away from them. Do not allow them to be part of who is talking and speaking life into the body. Because if they continue to do that, they will only bring destruction to the rest of the body as well. We must be people who are sanctified and set apart. And so we cannot be people who live one foot in this world and one foot out. While we are here, we must represent something that is completely different than the rest of this world. We must represent the Lord. And so that means we must stay pure. If someone in the church is causing corruption because of their lifestyle or what they teach to be okay, they must be pushed away from the rest of the body. Otherwise, they will lead people down a road that only ends in destruction. Which brings to his next point, sexual immorality. He makes a pretty big statement here. He says in verse 18, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So let's bring science into this conversation. Did you know that the act of sex causes an exchange both directions of bodily fluid? In other words, the two are spreading something back and forth to each other. That's why sexually transmitted diseases are so easily spread to two partners. So Paul is talking scientifically as well as the supernatural when he says that a person who commits sexual sin is actually sinning against their own body. This is what he means, that all other sins are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins inside their body. 
I have met with so many people over the years who simply can't get past some sort of sexual sin that they have been involved with. It brings guilt, it brings shame and frustration, it brings condemnation on themselves. This is not at all what God wants for them. He wants them free. But in order to find that, they cannot sin against their bodies on the inside. Which also brings to point what he says when he says, Shall I take the members of Christ and unite them with the prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with the prostitute is one with her in body? He's still talking about something that happens inside when sexual intimacy takes place. Which then he says something from the book of Genesis that should define for us what sexual relationship looks like. He says, For it is said, the two will become one flesh. You see, the act of sexual intimacy is actually marriage. We've tried to make marriage something that is different than sexual relationship. But the truth of the matter is that sex is marriage according to the Bible. It's the two becoming one flesh, being joined together. And so we are to have high standards towards sexuality. We are supposed to make sure that we represent Christ well as we unite with one another and as we unite with him. So Paul's warning is to remove from the body things that are wrong and are corrupting others. And the only way to do this is to have high standards of morality and sexual purity. Now, we live in a world that has tried to make those two words to be something that is wrong to say, sexual impurity. Look, I get the purity culture and the damage that was done by the way some of the things were said, but the truth is we are to remain pure in our sexual relationships towards one another because that purity helps us to understand intimacy with God. Now, the beauty is that God is a loving God that redeems all things and all people. And so there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We still, even when we don't do things God's way, have the right to become sons and daughters of Christ, to start over in brand new, and to be able to say, I will honor God in every part of my life, including how I handle sexuality. In fact, if you are ever struggling and need help with this, please don't do it alone. This is why Paul is being so specific about how to handle those that are doing it wrong inside the body of Christ. He's trying to say, don't conflate this and allow somebody to do the wrong thing and tell others it's okay. Because the body of Christ is where anyone should be able to go to find help and encouragement to find those who will live out the gospel in a healthy way that helps them grow closer to the Lord. So find someone in the body of Christ who will love you and encourage you and yet help you find God's best plan for your life. After all, remember, Romans 12:2 tells us that God's plan is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't settle for anything less and find those who will help you get there in every area of your life. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.